Welcome to the Wrestling Buddies Team Stars Wrestling Podcast, the wrestling friendship and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, three-time award-winning, never won an award winner, Matt Elfring, and with me as always is Dark Order member Chris Hainer. Chris, how are you tonight? Join the Dark Order, Matt. It is very clear, based on your dulcet tones, that this is Wrestle Buddies After Dark. Oh, After Dark. My kid's asleep, so I can't be loud. Matt, it's WrestleMania, dog. WrestleMania Night One is over. Mm-hmm. It was long. It felt like a normal WrestleMania instead of a two-night event. <laughs> it it did. Uh, so okay. So here's what we're doing. Here's what's here's here here's the straight scoop. This is a, a oh, yeah, bit of yeah. a this is a bit of a mini episode. Uh, it'll, uh, we'll see how many it ends up being by the time we're all done because we're recording our reactions to WrestleMania Night One now, and then tomorrow night after WrestleMania Night Two, we'll record our reactions. Then we're gonna slap them together, throw them out there as a special episode of the podcast because man. We've got some thoughts about mania. At this point, I don't know if we're gonna. It's gonna be up Sunday night or Monday afternoon. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. By the honestly, by the end of tomorrow night, we'll probably be dead to the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're gonna kind of go through what happened with WrestleMania, give our thoughts, like Chris said. Um, first and foremost, WrestleMania delayed. 40 minutes how weird was it for like the moment the show starts you hear a voice come over the speaker and be like ah can you go? everybody has to leave their seats and go stand in the concourse <laughs> which matt there's there so wwe sent out an email saying that uh night one of wrestlemania was officially quote-unquote sold out uh which i don't i I don't know what that means, uh, but what it but the number was twenty five thousand six hundred seventy five fans, which is a lot of people. It had to have been impossible to be socially distanced with them standing in concourse areas. I would assume. I mean, you saw behind the ring when the matches were going on. There was, it was full. It was full, and there were a lot of people without masks. Uh, not a lot yeah. of mask enforcement going on. It seemed, uh, which just made me glad we didn't go. No, we did not go, and um. I would also point out another weird moment. Uh, actually, WrestleMania 37 so far is full of weird moments. The kickoff show was only an hour long, which is fine. Um, no matches. No on. matches. Super weird. I wish they would have put uh, Braun versus Shane there or just no. not done it. I wish they would have put the tag team turmoil match there. That was still not my least favorite match of the night. I know it wasn't. But, yeah. That was... Anyway. That, let's, <laughs> let's, get, let's get into the show. Uh, so, kicking off the uh, evening was Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship, which felt like it happened four weeks ago at this point. Uh, Lashley ended up winning by submission, and he is still your WWE Champion. Yeah. Uh, I like this match. It was a hard-hitting... Mm-hmm. It was exactly... Like, the story of WrestleMania is, for the most part, these matches are living up to the hype of what we expected them to be. Yes. Uh, this this we expected to be a slug and throw fest between two sweaty, beefy boys. And spoiler Ooh. alert, so much sweaty, beefy getting thrown around and beaten up. After dark, these two beefy, sweaty boys really <laughs> dug their heels in to get beefy and sweaty with all their muscles. Yeah, they did. And it was hot. You know what was really, really nice, and I and I think this was like I was a little biased on this first match, was like just hearing the reaction to the crowd kind of like upped my excitement for the match. Like, uh, you know what? Yeah, I mean, obviously we ha- you have a cr- you have a canned crowd noise. Yes, in, definitely. 
in what you might call it in the Thunderdome. Which I think is, there was a there yeah, was a can crowd noise here too. I think actually throughout the I night. I think I think there's a little bit. I think there's obviously yeah. less than we've been accustomed to usually lately. Uh, I, ironic that WWE does all their shows in the Thunderdome, and they finally go outside, and what happens? Thunder. Thunder in the Thunderdome of Raymond James Stadium. Thunderdome. Um, but no, I, I I dug this match. Uh, I agree with the outcome of this match. Yes. Uh, I did not agree with how it was done. I thought it was kind of silly to have MVP just yell, and that distracted Drew enough for him to lose the entire match. MVP yelled throughout the match. I don't know why this one yell caught Drew McIntyre off guard. Hey, Drew, look over here. It's me, MVP. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it sounded like. It's the worst MVP impression. Hey, hey, guys, it's me, MVP. Hello, are, are, you, are, are you Drew McIntyre? We're Moving so on, we go to... Stupid. We're so dumb. <laughs> we go to the tag team turmoil match, which was Lana and Naomi and Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke and the Riot Squad and Natalia and Tamina and Carmella and Peyton Royce. Uh, I'm sorry, Billy Kay. Um, uh-huh. In a gauntlet match, which... Man, gauntlet matches are not good on pay-per-views. Not at all. No. It God. does not work. It doesn't. It does not, Matt. Um, it didn't help that this match was incredibly sloppy. Even, it also didn't help with this match. This match was a showcase for the Riot Squad. At times, again, sloppy. But it was a hardcore showcase for the Riot Squad. And then Natalia and Tamina win. That was weird, right? And well, so yeah. here, here's here's my issue. The problem with um the 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 women's tag division as what a division? whole, exactly. The problem with the women's tag division as a whole is that there's not really a division. So it's obviously you have your riot squad, of course. Like, why wouldn't you have the riot squad there? And there's a couple others, but like the rest of them are makeshift tag teams, like the team of Carmella and Billy Kay. First of all, Billy Kay is doing the like better work than half of the WWE roster, both male and female. Like, she is so keyed in on that comedy character that it's just, mwah. um, but it just doesn't. <sighs> Peyton Royce wasn't even booked on this show. Why did they break the iconics up? This is so stupid. Nope, but in my review, I actually wrote Peyton Royce over Billy Kay, and I just changed that now. <laughs> oh, good for you, Matt. Uh, then the, the 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 team of Lana and Naomi. Naomi should be one of the pillars of that women's division. I feel like mm-hmm. she has she's been out of the mix for a while. Um, I'd love to see her get back in the title hunt. Uh, I don't know. It, it's whatever. That match wasn't very good. And now a heel team won to face the heel champions on night two of WrestleMania. So, like, who am I supposed to root for in this match? Also, Prediction Bot was wrong. Prediction Bot said the Riot Squad was going to win and everyone was going to go to the hospital. Well, Matt, Prediction Bot says a lot of things. Prediction Bot's kind of a creep. I mean, when... If you haven't listened to uh, another recent mini that we did about the new, the release of the WWE 2K22 trailer, Prediction Bot's convinced that the game is going to be what was it? It was it was like a horror. It was going to be like, like a Lovecraftian, Lovecraftian horror, horror game, point and click adventure. Like, and then talked about Colin Firth a lot. 
Also, you can only uh, GM mode. You can only book Dolph Ziggler versus Dolph Ziggler <laughs> backstage brawls. Well, that's true, though. It's true. Not confirmed. Um, moving on, we have Cesaro Cesaro versus Seth Rollins in um, a match that very much met expectations. I I dare say it might have even exceeded them a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I so here's the thing. It's time for honesty hour, Matt. Mm-hmm. I don't like, um, I don't like the Cesaro swing. I said I mentioned this in our review. Yeah. Uh, on on Gamespot, I don't like it, but I understand why it's a thing, and I understand that it is very popular. So like, I, I ain't mad at it. Yeah. Um, this entire match seems centered around that for the for the most part. Uh, until. <laughs> Don't let them know. <laughs> Don't let them know that the match was centered around the swing. It's centered around a signature move that does no damage. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, it's the worm. It's the people's elbow. It's you know, but the like airplane but, spin. Spin. But what I will say is, it doesn't matter because the match was well, like, yes. very well wrestled, very sound. The story they told was top notch. Uh, also, once they got the spin stuff out of the way, and he went into the. The, the, the full-on airplane, airplane spin, spin yeah. but, like, the handless airplane spin where he did, like, the Superman pose while he was doing it. And then, he and, and then like, trading finishers back and forth. So like, the, it was such a good, it was such a great wrestling match that, like, man. And Cesaro got the win, which is what he needed and deserved. Like, we, we've said it before. We said it on the Predictions podcast. It's time for the rise of Cesaro. It's like, yeah. hopefully that's what this is leading to. It, this is exactly what I wanted out of this match. Um, what I like about Cesaro, 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 is that he brings an element of fun and comedy to his in-ring ability without being a comedic character. I think that's very, very important. I don't think a lot of other wrestlers can do. I don't think almost any other wrestler can do that. Be a serious character, but have something a serious face character, but have something really funny in the ring that like people get excited about. I agree. Um, yeah, so I um, love that match. But uh, side note, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins' new music is a banger. Yeah, like I dug it. I like it. It's a. It feels like a mix of the straight up normal "Burn It Down" and the God music he used to have. It's like they hodgepodge them together to make something very clever. Um, next up, we have the New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos <sighs> for the Raw Tag Team Championship. One day um, you will say his name correctly. Omos? It's Omas. Omas. So sorry. Whatever. It's it's fine. Uh, Matt, Big E coming out to do the proper New Day intro gave me life. Because, man, he he puts all the energy into that. Oh, oh my God. I don't understand how he's not blown up by the time he comes (laughs) out. Um, Okay, uh, talking about the match, Chris, this match was... Oh, I had um, one more pre-match thing. I'm oh, go, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Watching, watching Xavier and Kofi be super nerdy about their own pyro mm-hmm. was perfect. Like, it was, it's all just peak New Day. Okay, moving yeah. on. This match was um, New Day beating up AJ Styles, and the story was AJ Styles is going to take Omos. It's going to happen. That was the story of the match. That was... Just, and it, like, I, it was bad. It wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, I did not love this match. And for me, it's just there's multiple problems. Like, AJ Styles is a multiple-time world champion. 
He's a believable, credible threat. <laughs> yeah. Why is he? Why are? Why are these two just kicking the crap out of him so easily and making him look like a silly fool? But then also, yeah. once the tag came, Omos didn't really do much. The New Day just bumped around him like crazy. Which he, was, he reminded me of like a lesser great Kali, like that type of like he's a monster in the ring. But like well, great yeah, Kali was like credible Ka- to me as a threat. Kali had a little bit of charisma too because he'd do the dancing a little bit when he would come to the ring. But like Omos was just so slow and meandering, and like here comes his hand. He needs seasoning. He needs yeah. he needs some seasoning. Uh, I I do not agree with putting the tag titles on him and AJ. I feel that that is a, just a confusing choice. I'm okay with that, but just not the way it happened. If that if 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 Omos never had to be used in that match and AJ somehow squeaked out a win, I'd be all about that. That would have been hilarious, actually. <laughs> because also, Omos didn't have wrestling gear. He just traded his turtleneck for like one of those shirts that Christian wore when he was in the brood. Okay. Full disclosure, Christy was actually dressed in an outfit that DMX wore. Not the same outfit, but like it was a DMX inspired outfit, actually. Was it really? The the trench coat that he had with the collar, um, the gold chain, and the uh, black shirt that he was wearing. It's, it's DMX. Yeah. Okay, that's actually awesome. Then. Yeah, I was actually a big fan of that. Did they was, did they mention that on the commentary? No. Oh, okay. Like that that would have been a really good thing to mention because. Like, honestly, because as Matt, you remember in the predictions episode, like the thing we were wondering most was what is Omos going to wear? <laughs> like, is he going to wrestle in a trunks and a turtleneck or like what? We don't know. We got a DMX outfit, which I was fine with. But, hey, yeah. that were that would that now that I know the context, to it, I'm like, oh, OK, that makes sense to me mm-hmm. for sure. The one thing I really, really hated was the first time AJ was going to tag Omos. Omos was like had his hand out but wouldn't lean in and I'm like come on man like he make could me easily believe. reach him like make me believe you know yeah I think that was my problem with this match is that um Omos is very tall uh, very strong I didn't believe it I didn't believe him as a threat also like he it's and the way New Day bumped for him it made them look odd yes because they're just ba- like they're throwing themselves at him and just bouncing off of him you know, and bless them. They're they're selling their hearts out for him. I mean, yeah. moving on. Um, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon in a uh, steel terrible, cage terrible match. match. Terrible, terrible match. Don't. I missed about a good chunk of this it. because I decided to um, <laughs> lucky take a little bit bastard. of a break. <laughs> You're so <laughs> lucky. Away. It was bad, Matt. Su- surprising to nobody, it was bad. There was far I, too much of it where. They tried to make Shane seem like a credible threat of some sort. Like, he had Braun down on the mat at one point. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Shane is a weird old man. You can... I can believe The Miz versus Shane McMahon. Yes. Um, That's very, very believable to me. I, I don't think I can believe, A, Shane McMahon versus anybody that's kind of in a main event or a title contention. And I can't believe Shane McMahon versus a monster character. Well, that's the thing. Just, Braun Strowman's literal catchphrase or nickname is a is monster. Choo-choo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's choo choo choo. So naturally, they put him in a steel cage match where he can't run around the ring yelling choo choo. <laughs> Matt, have we talked yet about how they started adding train sound effects to that part? No. Have you no? Did, have you noticed that? 
I missed his entrance because I again I decided to walk away. Oh no 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 no! I'm talking specifically in matches when he does the Strowman Express run around the ring. WWE started adding train sound effects mid match to it. Dude, that's like Doink the Clown Whoopee Cushion ADR. It's so weird, man. Um, but like, <sighs> let's talk, let's talk about something that really matters, and that's why hasn't WWE? And I've mentioned this numerous times in the show. Why have they not given him the train conductor gimmick? If we're gonna go stupid silly with him, <laughs> I just want to have the whistle matches, and the hat. Yeah, give him a hat. Give him overalls, but like no shirt. Yeah, and a little handkerchief up here around the neck. And he comes with a wooden train whistle to the ring. And when he, after he defeats someone, he pulls out a ticket and punches it and just throws it at him. <laughs> no, he That's turns right. to the camera. He turns to the camera and like looks directly at him. He goes, no ticket. It's a good Indiana Jones reference, guys. Yes, it is. It's the same Indiana Jones reference that I think Kevin Smith put in Dogma. Yes, it is. Um, so obviously, Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman all leads up to Shane falling off of something. He fell off the top of the steel cage under the ring, and we all said, "Okay, can we just be over with this, please?" And then also, Braun, Braun ripped the him? cage open. He did. I enjoyed that part. Um, but then he pinned him in the ring. Like well, I know you. I know you can pin during, depending on the rules for a steel cage match. Pins and submissions do can count. Traditionally, you would just get out i think i think i thought the pinning was the traditional part and the escaping the cage was the more wwe angle i don't really know man when i say traditional i mean within the realm of wwe booking oh i'm i'm fine with however they want to do it like i I was was just just excited for it to be over to be completely honest with you um that was the worst match of the night to me yep by a long shot um, and then we go on to a match I did not give a rating to because I had to read my son a book, which I wrote about in my review. But this is uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. And John Morrison's cool hair. Uh, so I saw the opening with Miz and Morrison performing, rapping over their own song. Yeah, dude. Which was just a chef's kiss of an entrance man it, th- matt so there were fun. there were so many bunny mascots hopping around the ring and did you notice that one of them lost one, one of, they lost an ear you i saw the ear pop off as they were hopping <laughs> around and then it's just the bunny just kept going i was like this is horrifying you want to know a secret what? that one was adam rose oh moment They're... of silence for the rosebuds no and braun Strowman, who was a rosebud oh that's right and Simon Gotch, who was a rosebud. And everyone else in NXT who was a rosebud. <laughs> um I like I like I like this match. I'm I we've heard rumblings that Bad Bunny has been training uh, at the performance center and holy cow, he nailed yeah, he it. Is. Like he blew it out of the water. He did a Canadian destroyer. Now keep in mind John Morrison does most of the work on a Canadian destroyer, but he still did one, which is And he did one on at ringsides. Yeah. <laughs> Extra hard. Uh, he did a Falcon Arrow, which you know, a little sloppy, but I'm uh, celebrities are allowed to have a certain level of I don't want to say sloppiness, but um, uh, man, uh, a certain amount of unpolished within their moves, right? I'll, I'll say, and and to me, after you know watching this match uh, again, I missed a good portion of the middle, but I caught the end. Uh, it seemed like one of the best celebrity matches i would agree and here's the thing 
here's what pushes it over the top for me. He also did really good selling. Mm-hmm. Like, he was selling so well. When I came back in, and, like, he's just trying to get the tag on Damian Priest, um, the dude was just selling for ten minutes that he was that just had the crap kicked out of him. And he, like, he, this is the thing that sets apart good wrestlers from okay wrestlers is is how you sell. It's not about the moves you do. It's about how you sell for the person attacking you. Is it believable? And Bad right. Bunny made me believe. And Absolutely. He's a celebrity. He's not a wrestler. And that's awesome. And I don't think we'll see him ever again, but yeah. until he gets inducted into the celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame. Can't wait till they remove Donald Trump for that. <laughs> if only. Um, never happen. But no, yeah, he, he was great. Miz and Morrison were great. Damian Priest was great. This, as much as this was a celebrity match for Bad Bunny, this was a spotlight match for Damian Priest, who's still making his mark on in WWE. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, Damian the Punishment Priest, Truth Martinez. <laughs> I didn't say it this time. Um, this brings us to, it's good. I'm trying to think, man. It's top ten WrestleMania match of all time. At least it's somewhere in there. Maybe top five? I don't know. It's amazing. Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for SmackDown Women's Championship. Whoo! Um, I don't want to swear, but holy S-H-I-T. I spelled it out for you. Soft? Soft? S-H-I-T. Soft? Play the wrestling code whenever it comes out. We will. Um, this was uh, Sasha Banks always puts on just wonderful, brilliant pay per view matches. She's undeniably great as an in ring performer, well, whether she's performing the moves or making someone else look great. Mm-hmm. Watch, I don't know, any match from a pay per view. Bianca Belair is, is a monster. She is. Just like the ultimate brilliant baby face who is also a powerhouse. And we don't, we haven't really had like a good women's powerhouse since like Beth Phoenix in China, you know? Yeah, 100%. And Bianca Belair just went above and beyond in this match. Like some of the stuff that those two are pulling out together, it's like, I I can't think of another women's match in the past 10 years. I, I would say that this match is better. I might have to watch it again. I say it's better than it's- Bailey Banks at TakeOver. Wow, that's an interesting thought. I I'll have to go back and rewatch that because that was that was, I was there for that one. Yes, and that was like that was a mind blowing experience. That is that is hands down my favorite match I've seen live. Yes. Um, there what what worked so what like everything in this match worked incredibly well for me. But there were some there were some very like little choices that I hope get the recognition they deserve. Uh. For, and this is just an example. Uh, Sasha's hair. Sasha usually comes to the ring with very straight hair, very uniform hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very, uh, I, like, I don't know if teased is the right word, but it had more volume to it. Yes. And it was also dyed two different colors, the blue and the green. And, like, <clears throat> as the match went on, with the way her hair was styled and the way it got messed up in the match made her look like she was coming unhinged in a way yes. that the way she normally styles herself coming to the ring, she would never have that look. No matter how hard she works in the ring, she still usually ends up having 
her, a, a very normal Sasha Banks look. The way her makeup and her hair was done and the way it sort of came undone throughout the match made her look absolutely unhinged as she was unable to put Bianca away. And it was just this little piece of storytelling that like, I feel like, I feel like is going to be overlooked. And that bums me out because it was so good. Because the, what people are going to focus on is uh, Bianca Belair carrying Sasha Banks above her head and throwing her into the ring, like carrying her above her head up the steps into the ring. Yeah. You're going to focus on the, the, the 540, the two 540s, um, lifting the uh, holding vertical suplex at Bianca. There's a lot of big Bianca moments here that you can focus on that are all so wonderful. But this match isn't as amazing as it is without Sasha tying it all together, kind of innovating some new moves into this match, things we have never seen before. Um, Sasha always keeps matches exceptionally fresh. They're all unique. You never feel like you see the same Sasha match twice, but there's always a moment where you're like, oh God, I think Sasha's dead. Um, We didn't get that one this time. (laughs) We did not know. Like, oh my God, Matt, I, I honestly, I can't get over how good that match was mm-hmm. it was and sasha like sasha being the one to introduce using the hair as a weapon is the most perfectly heel thing uh mm-hmm. the way she was using it to yank bianca around the ring like everything about it was good and you and you could she just had this look on her face like how do i how do i end this i don't know what to do to end this I've hit her. I've tried to hit her with the jump off the top rope. I've tried to hit her with the 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 uh, bank statement. Like that, she just kept throwing stuff at her, and none of it was working. And then it got to that final stretch where they were trade. They were trying to trade finishers back and forth. And Matt, when she goes to yank that hair for the last time, and Bianca like plants her feet and looks up at her, and Sasha realizes she's in trouble. Mm-hmm. And then that whip, that whip sound was. Horrifying, and Sasha had a giant welt on her Huge side. Huge laceration across her, the, her side that, like, that is gonna hurt in the morning, man. There was even a moment where there was like it was kind of a botched, weird moment where Sasha was going in for the meteora on Bianca, but I don't think Bianca was in the right spot, so she changed it up to a splash, right? Which you change up to a splash, and yeah, it's kind of a botch, but like. That is the best save for a botch I have seen in forever. Yeah, that like it, it's 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 realizing oh this isn't gonna work. Alter my course, mm-hmm. and it worked. It worked. Everything about this work. Every every single thing about this match worked. It's, I mean, obviously it goes without saying. This is a a big moment for women's wrestling. A big moment for people of color. A big moment for the black community. Two black wrestlers main eventing wrestlemania is what like it's wild it's it like it's the kind of thing where like how has this not happened until now but also so so glad that these two get that honor because they're, they're both so deserving of it and they both destroyed it like i defy night two to have a match that lives up to this match because it's not gonna happen no and like, that and that is, it, it sucks to say, and that's not a knock on anybody who's performing tomorrow night at WrestleMania, but like this match was a cut above and they're going in at, as I discussed on, on the predictions episode, I wasn't a huge fan of 
pieces of this feud that I felt were a little distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, so going in when they announced it was going to be main event of night one, I was like, okay, that like good. I'm glad it's in the main event slot. I don't know if it would work as the main event of night two though, because like that's that's the final night. That's the lasting. That's that that will be the lasting impression. Uh, that takes fans until whenever the next uh, live audience show is. Because, like, in fact, I think I mentioned before, that's why I'm not sure how the Universal Championship match is going to end because that's, that is the last image you'll have with a live audience until whenever they go back on tour. Which, who knows? Which, who knows? This should have been the main event of night two. There is no better image that WrestleMania could end on than this this woman... Her first WrestleMania in the main event, winning her world title. This look of such pure, unabashed joy on her mm-hmm. face about the entire thing. She was pra- she was welling up walking to the ring because like this is the dream come true. Yes. She's just happy and jubilant and like so upfront about it. it like we don't get you don't get that a lot with wrestling. No. It's, and you definitely don't get that a lot when it's the males that are wrestling. It's very like, I'm a big, tough, macho man. Like, no. <laughs> unless unless you're in the New Day. Um, like, this was as close to perfect as a WrestleMania main event can be. And that's another big point for me for why this is such a great match is we've had 37 WrestleMania main events. In wow. seven years, yeah. Well, technically, I guess that would be thirty-eight then, because we had two last two, year, yeah, and that last one year. night okay. too. So we'll say we'll say thirty-eight. This is one of the few where the main event played like a main event. Yeah, like it lived up to the hype and way beyond. I've, I'm trying to think of other main events from WrestleManias where I've been like this pumped coming out. Maybe Daniel Bryan winning was that a main event? That was Mania thirty. Yeah. That was an event. Yeah. Maybe that one. And then obviously Lawrence Taylor Bay Matt Bigelow. But um, Okay, Matt. Okay. I do defend that. Oh, that and for me it for me it's obviously Hogan <laughs> and Mr. T versus I think Piper and Cowboy Bob Orton, maybe? Exactly. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> whatever the main whatever the weird mania main event one. Mania one main event was. This but this will go down in history as one of the best WrestleMania main events, period. and it should. It it's should. Fantastic! It is a match I 100% will probably revisit tomorrow just to like get pumped up before we strap in for another four hours of this. And I do also want to quickly say, like, even separating the idea that like this was a this was the first I, I guess singles women match in a WrestleMania main event because the first main event that we had was a triple threat. Triple threat. Um, and then the first main event where it's two women of color, right? Like, take those aside. This is still, it doesn't matter. Where, right, right. Because... Beyond it all, this was just an incredible match. Mm-hmm. Like, this was a fantastic, top-notch, grade-A wrestling match. Adding that, adding in the other stuff is just, like, the sugar on top of progression for WWE as a company. Like that, Absolutely. We, already, we should have been here a long time ago, to be honest. But I'm glad we're here now. Yes. Perfect. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back for night two. Um, probably just as tired. Um, probably just as many jokes, so two. Two sure. jokes, I think, we had in this? Uh, one and a half. One and a half jokes. All right, we'll see you in a minute. 
Hey friends, we're back from that break, and you know what that means. It's still Wrestle Buddies After Dark. Powerbomb. Powerbomb. Night two of WrestleMania is over. Yeah, because it's actually uh, 24 hours later from what you just heard. Mm hmm. And by the time you guys actually hear this, it'll be like 14 hours later because I'm not editing this tonight. I'm very tired. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll figure this out tomorrow. It was a, uh, there was no rain delays, so that was off to a good start. There were less matches. Mm. But were they higher quality? No. No. <laughs> night two was not as good as night one. Um, I, as I told Matt just before we started recording this, I'll, I'll say it when we get there, but there came a point in the show where I just realized, oh, I'm wrestled out. I'm done. Mm-hmm. The show's not over? What do you mean the show's not over? I'm over. But yeah. After the after the emotional roller coaster of so many good matches capping off with a top five mania match uh in Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks, like this it just felt like everybody kind of downshifted. And I and I missed a good two half matches mm-hmm. due to uh my son refusing to go to sleep. Well, I Let's think you're. Into, I think you're lovely. Thank you. I think you're lovely as well. Let's get into something that wasn't too lovely. The first match of the night, oh, man. Um, the Fiend versus Randy Orton. Chris, what are you talking about? The match never happened. The entrance happened, and it was perfect. And then we moved on. Um, WWE owns a magical hallway. That <laughs> they sure do. You're a zombie, and you've been resurrected by somebody else because you've been burned alive. It makes you into a living being again. That's how this match opened up, which was the, the fiend, the burned fiend becoming the regular fiend. But then Alexa Bliss had a, a jack in the box and she she cranked the jack in the box and then the fiend came out. And I was like, OK, this is a little stupid, but also I'm so into this. Oh, I didn't think it was stupid. at all. I thought it was amazing. I was just seeing so many people on Twitter being like this doesn't make for good TV. And I'm like, this is great. This is like, exactly what good TV is. What are you talking about? <laughs> These are the same people who are like, The Undertaker's the greatest wrestler of all time. It's like, he was, the, he's also supernatural. You know that? Anyway, um, Chris, then the match happened. Man, we had high hopes for this one, Matt. I had I had, hopes. I had, <laughs> I had high hopes for this one. Um, and wow, it was just, it was fun. Like, what, the, what, we actually got of the match was good. It was lots of the fiend just being impervious to pain mm-hmm. going to town. But then like Alexa bliss became a goth blood princess, Alexa bliss with her weird Papa Shango crown of black ooze mm-hmm. or whatever, just spitting everywhere. And that distracted the fiend for some reason. And then Randy Orton just RKO'd the fiend and he didn't get back up, which is weird because I'm pretty sure the fiend is kicked out of RKO's before, so I don't know why this is different. He's kicked out of a lot of things. Um, yeah. It's a bad distraction. It's a bad ending. And uh, I'm, I'm so tired of the fiend and Randy but, Orton. But, I'm so tired of but it. But the ultimate sin of it for me was they didn't explain it. Afterwards, the fiend pops up and just stares at Alexa Bliss and lights go out and it's over. So they're essentially saying, like, we'll, f- we'll figure it out on Raw. But this is WrestleMania. This is where the things come to an end and we start anew. I don't tune into WrestleMania just to be like, now check out tomorrow night on Raw. Like, no. No. Um, 
let's move on to another match I wasn't, or you weren't also pleased with at all, and that was Natalia and Tamina versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for Women's Tag Team Championship. What a not for, good match. Uh, bland match, forgettable match. Sloppy ending, match. Uh, not, a, not that sloppy. Not Nia, sloppy. Like, it, when Nia on, it was, was all on Nia's When, when Nia was in the ring, it was not good. Like, it, there, was some, there was some scariness going on there. Uh, I'll tell you the one really good thing about this match. Hmm. It has me dying for a one-on-one feud between Tamina and Shayna. I have always really enjoyed Tamina. I feel she's like she's great. been overlooked. She's yep. she's been played with injuries for on and off for years, I believe. Hmm. Um, I would love uh, Tamina and Baszler. I'd love that feud. Absolutely. I would also much more like it to for Baszler to not have the tag team title so she could have a singles run oh, because God. I... Her and Nia Jax together just doesn't work for me at at all. Well, and the ultimate problem with this match is it's a heel makeshift team fighting a heel makeshift team. Yeah. There's nobody to root for. You can root for it to end. I did, and then it did. Um, then WrestleMania started after this, Chris, with Kevin yep. Owens versus Sami Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was all the uh, kickoff show. Um, <laughs> it wasn't the kickoff show. There was no matches in the kickoff show, but that was the kickoff show. Yeah. Uh, Owens and Zayn ruled. Like, it was great. It was everything you wanted it to be. Like, yes. like Sammy Zayn at the top of the stage falling down, just pounding the ground and beat with his music was wonderful. Like, him skanking to the ring. His, his weird dance solo when Logan Paul was coming to the ring was just as good now as it was last week on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like, everything about it was wonderful. I want the WWE to release the video of just the camera on Sami Zayn when Logan Paul came out. Because every time the camera cut back, I'm like, I would watch this for hours. Yeah. His dancing is hilarious. Uh, yeah, this is just that you you knew what you were getting into with Owens versus Zayn if you've seen them battle at all, whether it be WWE, NXT, Ring of Honor, wherever whatever they were before that. PWG, um, thank you, PWG. Um, Although Z- you, Sami Zayn was never there, his best I'm friend sorry, El Generico no. was. Are they best friends? or They just know each other. I like to think that they're best friends. I like to think that they just like in passing know each other. I I bet Sam I I bet. Sammy's just a really big fan. Maybe. I mean, they're they're not the same guy. I'd like to point that out. Yep. Um, Sammy's saying he just went right to NXT. Um, so, you, again, you, you know what you're getting into when you get into a match like this. You're going to get uh, a hard-hitting match. But what I love about this, I think, above all the other um, Sammy Zane versus Kevin Owens matches, that Sammy Zane is so honed into that unhinged character who's, like, par- deeply paranoid I think the world is against him. And he brings that into his ring style. He brings that into every single moment, which is um, beautiful because we don't see character work that good. Well, it was also this match for me was a greatest hits of like their history together. Like mm-hmm. uh, Sammy went for that patented El Generico brain buster. Uh, Owens not only tried to power bomb Sammy onto the corner of the ring apron, which is the thing he did on the night of his NXT debut, mm-hmm. uh, but he also attempted a package pile driver, a move I don't believe we've seen him pull out in WWE yet. It is my favorite move in all of professional wrestling, and nobody does it better than Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and granted, pile drivers aren't really allowed in WWE, so we probably won't see it. But like, even the tease of it got me like leaning forward in my chair just a little bit closer to the TV, just in case it happened. Like, so there was a lot of that back and forth between them. And like, man, these are two dudes who know each other so well that like, it's like that's a built-in chem. That's a chemistry that like you you can't make up. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, and then Kevin Owens um, stunned Logan Paul, which <laughs> it actually bumped it up a point five rating for me. <laughs> I will I will say it was as if they were trying they were it was they were setting it up like it was sort of the Tyson between HBK and Austin thing where mm-hmm. Tyson turned on HBK to align with Austin. Uh, Logan Paul turned on friggin Sami Zayn. Logan Paul turned on freaking Sami Zayn <laughs> and. <laughs> went to go be best friends with Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens said, nah, stunned him. And Logan Paul sold that stunner as if someone had jolted him with electricity. Even like when he was getting taken out of the ring afterwards, he's just like, what? Like he st- <laughs> like he sold great on that. And so I'd like to, um, I'm not a Logan Paul fan by Yeah, I don't, I don't means. like you, Logan Paul, but no. I respect your selling abilities. Same here. I respect what you did uh, with what you were given there. And that's all you can do. Yeah. Good. My second favorite match of the night is what I'll say. Um, I don't know where I'd put that because I still need to watch one of the matches fully. Um, we'll just go to the next match, which is Matt Riddle versus Sheamus versus versus the world um, for the United States Championship. <laughs> versus my interest. Yeah. Sheamus wins, um, which uh, is the s- only thing I liked about this. Sheamus, who was an extra in the movie Snatch. Uh, won the mm-hmm. title in a match that I couldn't care less about, and I think I figured out why. I, I I wrote about this in our review, Matt. This mm-hmm. was a this was a mostly well wrestled match. There were a couple sloppy spots, but this was a mostly well wrestled match that I didn't care about because I don't like. I find both of these characters to be nothing or like boring or nothing. Mostly nothing. Mm-hmm. Like Riddle's character is guy who gets way too stoned and then won't stop talking about his razor scooter. Yes. Like, I hate that guy. Um, and and Seamus's character is he's the same guy he was a decade ago, except sometimes he dresses like he's in the movie Snatch. That's it. That's the entire character. Yes. So, like, I, I don't care. And their feud was uh, literally over a Razor scooter. It was stupid. I don't care about it. Like, I could give or take this match. I don't even... <sighs> the lead into the match was um, backstage was Matt Riddle... <laughs> And RVD and Great Cully and RVD yeah. was talking about rolling papers for his his, his patented his rolling papers. Yeah, RVD mm-hmm. rolling papers. How funny! Did remember when RVD had to get like was stripped of the WWE title and I think either suspended or lost his job because he got pulled over and had weed in the car. Yes. And now he's hawking rolling papers at WrestleMania on live television on <laughs> Peacock. In Florida, where Amera or, or weed is illegal, yeah, weed is definitely not legal in Florida. So, like, it's a good thing that cops didn't come to the Hall of Fame ceremony. Well, maybe that didn't air in states where it's illegal. I mean, we're, you're in California. I'm in Illinois. That is recreational is legal. Good in both point. Those states. Good point. Good point. So maybe it only aired in our states and the 13 other states that have come to their senses. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. I, uh, are we just at a point where we're just trying to find a new United States champion? <laughs> well, that's the thing. The United States championship means nothing right now. So, like, mm-hmm. it it does do whatever you're going to do. 
It doesn't when MVP had it and I cared. Yeah. That was a good mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Rest in peace, <sighs> business. Now we go to a Nigerian drum match between Biggie Langston and Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental Championship with an ending that we all kind of thought or knew was going to happen, but um, Chris, done in an interesting way. I would like is, to say, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, can you can you just tell people what a Nigerian drum match is? Thank you. That is what I was hoping you were gonna ask. Because uh, we, because none of us knew going in what a Nigerian drum match was. It turns out it's just a hardcore match, but they put a bunch of drums at ringside, none and they don't really they don't really used. use any of them at all. No, instead they just beat each other with a kendo stick for a while. And the giant the symbol was used. Yeah. Uh, once and that was the only percussion instrument used uh i will i will say i did like the outcome of this match i like i, I like apollo as a champion and i like apollo with a heater uh in what is it's dabakato da, da, yes dabakato it was now repackaged as i don't know like he was dressed as like nigerian military or something he's, to he's, protect he's, apollo cruz i guess he's he's, he's the royal guard gen- general will punch you in the face. <laughs> He's general raw underground. Um, but like this is good. Like putting a heater on Apollo allows him to be that sort of that extra cocky, extra sniveling sort of heel. Mm-hmm. Um, because truthfully, Apollo is a big, powerful dude who do- who shouldn't need a heater. No, but like. He also he considers himself above everyone else. So why should he have to fight his fights when he can make someone else do it for him? It's a lot of the same thing that's kind of going on with Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Um, I'm not saying it's entirely derivative. Except Jey Uso is a lot smaller and just also super kicks. Exactly. I mean, AJ Styles is kind of doing the same thing with Omos, but um, you got it. I did. I got it. Good work. Did it. Um, Cesaro. Um, this is kind of a tried and true like heel gimmick. Yeah. Um, so it, you're gonna it's gonna be going on multiple times at any point in time in wrestling. What I liked about this is it kind of um, again the Nigerian Apollo Cruz thing weird to me, mm-hmm. uh, but it is kind of building out that character's world, which I like. Omos doesn't really build out AJ Styles' world. Jay Uso no. does in a sense build out. Roman Reigns world, but it's all like it's a family dynamic thing, so it's very, very different from what what's going on with Apollo Cruz. Right. So I do like uh Dabakato coming in as the heater on this one. Unless they announce that Dabakato is secretly uh, Apollo Cruz's like brother. Oh, don't do that. Just like, say he's it. part of the guard or something do it. or do it. He's there to protect the, the Dabakato Cruz ancestors or whatever. Um <laughs> I really actually in- I really, really enjoyed this match. I li- I love the outcome. I love that it's Biggie can go move on to the main event picture, please. Um, oh. So I'm I'm all for this. I really liked Biggie's entrance with Wale too. Like that was wonderful. Also, it's Biggie in his hometown. Like t- Tampa isn't an adopted city for Biggie. He was yeah. born and raised there. His gear was representing the feeding Tampa Bay charity. Like he like this was his moment and he got to shine and the and he gets in that ring and looks out at the crowd and sees his hometown cheering him on like that's that's a perfect moment. Um, 
so then we move on to uh, Asuka and Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. I only caught the second half of this match, and it seemed mm. pretty great. Well, here's the thing, Matt. Mm-hmm. Match of the night. This match oh. was so dang good. Um, these two, oh my god, these two. First of all, Rhea Ripley's perform- theme song was performed live by a musician whose name I don't remember who's just screaming into the mic over and over again. I was like, yes! I wanted to pick something up and throw it across the room, but I didn't because that would be disrespectful to my stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But I loved the story told here because Asuka is a striker. Asuka is a technical wrestler. Rhea Ripley is just a brawler that will Mm -hmm. club you to death with your own limbs if she has to. And so it's like it's it's two different but similar styles uh, that like it, it meshed together so well. And like the whole like the whole story is you know up and coming sort of newbie to the roster versus like the veteran champion who's out to prove that they're still the top dog. Yeah, and they just they clash and it works so well, especially because like. Rhea just trash talked throughout the entire match while Asuka did Asuka trash talk throughout the entire match. And it worked. It worked. And it like also obviously they're both very talented wrestlers. They're mm-hmm. both like they're both incredible with their in-ring work. And like Yeah, I had no complaints about it. That this for me was the second best match of the weekend behind and look at that, the two women's title matches, the two best matches at WrestleMania by far. Uh I really, all I can really say is like I really enjoy the outcome of Ripley becoming the champion. I think it's fantastic to have some new blood just kind of interjected into that picture. Um, I always hope for Becky Lynch to pop up, and I was kind of hoping what would have happened was Asuka would have retained, and then Becky Lynch would have come in. I think would, that's something to save for a Raw after Mania. Uh, yeah, it's because it's like honestly, it. It it go it would go back to that same thing of like remember after the first women's Royal Rumble match when the winner was celebrating and then here comes Ronda Rousey to point that the was, WrestleMania sign. I mean that was in that case because it was the first women's Royal Rumble that was the you shouldn't have done that let the winner have their moment. I think now we are at um, women's pay per view matches especially in the main event or co main event or right before the main event. I think we're at a point where we can do that now because I think we can at any show that's not WrestleMania. Okay. I think Wrestle Wrestle and and it goes back to my same criticism for the Fiend versus Randy Orton match. WrestleMania is that special show that is supposed to be the be all end all of WWE events. Okay. And like as with Sasha and Bianca last night, like these two women deserve the chance to stand on their own. And they are the spotlight. Okay. Uh, Rhea Ripley deserves to hold that title above her head and get to bask in that moment without quickly shifting into the next storyline. You know what I mean? I, okay. I see that point. Uh, this brings us to the main event for the evening. It was Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan for a universal championship. It is the blue belt. The blue belt. The Bears. The blue um, belt. This was my match of the night only because I cannot fully judge Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then right before that would have been Biggie Apollo, actually, for going by my ratings. Oh, man. In uh, your face, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. 
actually wait hold on i gotta check my ratings there's a like for me it's like a three-way tie for my third for the the second best match of the night kevin owens was my second actually in Sami Zayn. yeah um anyways uh solid triple threat like Mm -hmm. it was never boring um, one of the problems I had, you had a much bigger problem than I did it with, but the Jay Uso interference card was <sighs> exceptionally overused during this. And right from the jump, like, again, I point to the sanctity of WrestleMania as if that means anything. Mm-mm. Like, this is the main event of WrestleMania. This is a triple threat main, main event WrestleMania match for the Universal Championship. It should be these three slugging it out. Mm-hmm. Slugging it out for the Universal Championship. Instead, it was immediately Jey Uso super kicking Daniel Bryan a much. And I'm like, well, that's just... It establishes the idea that they've kind of been building that Roman Reigns is a dominant champion, but only if his cousin is there to do the dirty work, which I get, but, like, this is mania. This is supposed to be different. But also, I feel like with a character like Roman Reigns, someone who's been built up over the years as powerful and um, heart of gold, like, never gives up or whatever, I don't think you need... Having Jey Uso there is great and great for that character, but having Jey Uso interfere all the time does nothing for Roman Reigns. No, it doesn't. Um, I will say my favorite moment of of night two is actually when uh, Roman Reigns uh, was about to power bomb Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he was about to power bomb Daniel Bryan outside of the ring, and then the Roman sucks chance started, and the. <laughs> Yeah, just the look of disbelief on Roman's face as he looks out into the crowd and shakes his head like "no" is such good character work. Like this, this is the this, first time. Oh, I think this, this is the, the first moment. Time th- oh, go ahead. Yeah, this is the moment I've been waiting for because mm-hmm. this is the first time we got heel Roman in front of the audience, and I was yes. so scared that they were going to cheer him now because wrestling fans are fickle. We're fickle, mm-hmm. fickle people who hate. What you give us until we decide you don't want us to have it. Now we love it. Um, So I was really scared that that was going to be the case. But man, like people lit into him and told him he sucks. And you're right, Matt. The look on his face was priceless. It's like it's because it's been a year off or a year away from the audience for Roman. Like he's head of the table. Like that character thinks he is the like the hottest poop in wrestling. And then to get in front of the live crowd and hear that people don't like him. Just yeah. that moment of disbelief for the character Magic. is so good. Magical. Um, I was speaking to uh, former Wrestle Bunnies audience member, uh, Lord Pumpernickel, mm-hmm. for a hot minute during the show. And uh, they brought up a very intriguing point that I haven't thought of that kind of makes Daniel Bryan look like a heel hmm. in this match. When he took to stomping edge he does daniel bryan does those things where he grabs your arm just stomps your chest in mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about well he was doing that on the head when he was a heel character yeah and in this match he was doing it to edge's neck oh god which yeah. is messed and then edge gave bryan a concerto with his history of concussion issues like i understand pro wrestling and everything but like make it look less like they're trying to murder each other especially daniel Bry- daniel bryan is supposed to be the conquering hero and he got to the point where he was stomping edge's neck given edge's history of neck issues and like i and and they were and they were like that really sat wrong with them and i was like okay like i get it mm-hmm. that like I, I had to think about it for a minute. i was like no that is 
kind of a dicky move. I I liked it. It's just. <laughs> it, it just leans into the viciousness of what these men are willing to do to their opponents to get the championship. But Matt, Brian. I don't want any of them to die. And neither do I, neither do I, neither do I. I'm saying within kayfabe or whatever. Yeah. For Brian, kayfabe it doesn't brother. make as much sense, though, because it's See, supposed to it be it makes hero. a little bit more sense to me if it's Edge doing it. And plus, mm-hmm. Edge is also now retaliating against the guy who's just stomping his neck. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it, it, I thought that that was definitely a little bit of an oddity. But man, great match, great triple threat yeah. match. The key to a good triple threat match is having no downtime. Yes, and there really wasn't any downtime in this. They they moved in and out of all their big spot moments very quickly. Uh, it was action packed. There were times when I was didn't know who was going to win, and then ultimately, I loved Roman pull. I, at first, okay, so. Roman gives Edge the concerto. Mm-hmm. Brian's out. Now Edge is out. Roman pulls Edge on top of Brian. I thought he was doing that thing where he then lets Edge get the pin and like there's something bigger at play that'll be revealed yeah, at a later date. But then he pinned both of them. I'm like, that is the coolest thing. That is the most dominant heel move you could possibly do in this moment. Both of your opponents have been laid out with a chair to the brain, and then you just stack them and pin them. <laughs> and he's going to be bragging about that for the next, like, six of months. Of course he is. Chris Jericho still brags about beating The Rock and Austin in the same night. Yes, he does. So, like, Roman's got this for going forever. Um. So, night two, less matches, less high-quality matches. It was kind of like a 50-50. Because night one, aside from, like, Tag team turmoil and like then Braun and Shane and Braun. Shane and Braun was a dynamite show. One of the best Mm -hmm. mania uh, standalone manias I think we had ever seen. It's up there. Yeah. Um, But then you put in night two. Night two was just so 50 50. And it felt like, I don't know, like a WrestleMania 34 or 32. Like just kind of one that you don't think about ever. I don't know what any of those are. I know 35 very well. I know 36 decently. Uh, 34 was uh, was that the one I think wait 32 might have been Dallas I was there for that but so it's kind of I'm kind of saying it's just it's it's forgettable Um, and that's how this second night felt aside from I'd say two very very dominant match no it's four really dominant matches and then four just not great and I think that's the thing and I think it's just the fact that it was the second night it had to rise higher to stand out after we already had a full WrestleMania show. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it, it didn't, which is fine. Like if you average the two nights, it's still a pretty good, pretty damn good year mm-hmm. for WrestleMania. I just want to cut back and say there was four good matches this night and three bad matches. So yeah, that's a lot closer to 50, 50 than last night. Yeah. Um, yeah, but overall, like what, I mean, what, five not-so-great matches out of, like, 15 or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. 66% of it was Dynamite. Like, that doesn't happen that often for Not a AEW yet. Dynamite, though. Not AEW Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go watch that uh, Stone Cold podcast with Chris Jericho where they talk a lot about AEW. Did you watch it? I watched half of it today. It was when did it go up? La- um, last night it aired live, and then it went up this morning at like. Oh, I thought it aired live Eastern. tonight after me. <laughs> I thought so too, but I just saw it on Peacock. I'm oh, like, right uh, on, cool. I'll, I'll look at it. I'll check it out. Maybe 
it was weird to see Chris Jericho as Chris Jericho. Not as Chris Irvine, conspiracy theorist? Yeah, yeah. Does he talk about Flat Earth at all? No, he doesn't. Or COVID? No, he doesn't. He just talks about, like, wanting to put together, like, a new wrestling promotion and, like, how to, like, he's like, oh, a big brand name marquee person that can bring new eyes to the product. And it wasn't said in a cocky way. Like, it's a true, very true thing. I mean, it sounds like a cocky thing to say. But it, but... But you're not wrong. Like he's no, not no, wrong. No, he's not wrong. Um, but it was just nice to hit about see. that. He's not. I want to point out. He's not wrong about that. Yeah, that specifically. I, <laughs> we love Chris Jericho. I do, but I mean, you you slowly start to peel back layers of people you like and realize uh, yeah. there's a lot of things you don't like about them. It's okay. Thankfully, he's not my favorite wrestler anymore. Hey, we'll be back next week or something with a. Not even next week. Later, Matt. We gotta week. be really. Come on. We gotta. Let's 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 leave him high, man. We did like we 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 did it, y'all. We all survived WrestleMania. We all survived so many people not wearing masks on camera throughout the weekend. What is wrong with people? <laughs> uh, but over and but we all and now we go back to the Thunderdome where people aren't allowed to go. That's that's good. Yeah, it was really nice to see a live audience again. It was. I will say. It was. I'm glad that the wrestlers got to have that moment to remind them of like, this is what we're working for. Because mm-hmm. it's it, like it's one thing to like look at a bunch of people on Zoom, but like these people, these wrestlers, they're fueled by the audience reaction. They mm-hmm. know that the audience reaction in Thunderdome is canned. <laughs> so like, it is right forever. What? Yeah, <laughs> clap, 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 clap. Um, so, I'm really glad they got to have that experience again in front of a live audience, and mm-hmm. hopefully it won't be another year before we get to do this again. Yeah. But, like, who knows? Who knows? I'm I'm hoping by Survivor Series. Maybe SummerSlams, I don't think, plausible. I don't think so. No. Maybe Survivor Series. Maybe. We'll if see. not, we'll see you at the Rumble next year, baby. WrestleMania 37. We're going to Texas, Chris. Matt, we're going to Texas. Yeah, we are. I've Isn't never that been to nuts? Texas. You've never been to Texas? Mm-mm. I've only been to Dallas for the last WrestleMania that was there, which is at the same place here. Guess what? That stadium's not in Dallas. They say it's in Dallas because the Cowboys play there. It's so far away. Anyway, anyway. we'll see you guys later this week with a regular episode. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Chris, do you know what's going to happen? On our... On this week's episode? I don't know. We're like, a, I think we're close to the one year anniversary, I think. We're getting there. We are getting there. Who would have thought that we'd still be around? Not, Not me. us. Not me. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to our post WrestleMania wrap it up or the day after WrestleMania. Um, Chris, any final words for the After Dark audience? Quack, 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 quack. Quack, go ducks! See you next week or later this week. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week. <laughs>